Well, welcome everybody to another session of the Dr. Layton on radio. And we have an exciting session for you today. Actually, our guest is in our neighborhood in the north in Toronto. And it's Dr. Josh Landy, who is um, an internist by training and a critical care doc. And he pretty much limits his practice now to critical care. But the reason why we're having Dr. Landy on today is because um, he has an interesting company that we want to talk about. It's called Figure One. So, Josh, uh, I'm going to toss it over to you. Feel free to add anything you want about your background, and then we'll dive into uh, Figure One. Thanks so much. No, I think you're covering it great. I mean, I'm, I'm working uh, when I can at the hospital, and then when I've got time, I uh, spend my time working on Figure One. It's exciting to be here to be able to tell you a bit about it. So, what are you up to? Well, um, about uh, a year and a half ago, I was invited to be a visiting scholar um, in my neighborhood to the south, down in, uh, in the U.S., um, at Stanford. And we were studying the way med students and residents uh, use smart devices and what types of electronic resources they were turning to when they were looking for medical education online. So I, I worked on those projects over, you know, a several months period. And when I got back to Toronto, I had all these new ideas buzzing around. And I think there must be something in the water um, there because I sat down and I had dinner with two of my friends and we got to talking. And a few months later, we had the idea to launch this platform where healthcare professionals could share images and share discussion. And that's where Figure One was born. So since then, uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say, well, first of all, there is something in the water down here, and nobody goes to anywhere close to Silicon Valley without coming out and starting a company. So congratulations. You got dosed with that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, is the genesis of Figure One about medical education, or is it about something else? Mm. Well, it definitely started that way, but it certainly bloomed into something that reaches medical education, but also reaches people on, on another level. Um, the very basic uh I guess the nidus of discovery was this idea that uh, healthcare professionals, especially younger ones, are using their smart devices to communicate not just through uh, text-based uh, um, messages like email or SMS, but they're also using uh, uh, pictures and they're transmitting them at, at an incredible rate. Something on the order of uh, tens of thousands of images are being transferred from healthcare professional to healthcare professional every single day. And they're not necessarily doing it in a way that protects patients' privacy. And they're also not doing it in a way that uh, preserves all of these amazing educational moments uh, and stores them in any meaningful way. You see, if, if you and I are colleagues who are working on a case and I send you some images, uh, even if I've done it safely, those images will just sink down to the bottom of your inbox and down to the bottom of my sense folder, and nobody will be able to see them again. And even if we share those one or two other people, the, uh, the ability to use those images to educate other people or to share that knowledge uh, is essentially lost. And so, so if I see, I'm uh, uh, sure I got this right. So if I'm in the ER and I see a really unusual rash and, uh, you know, I get the dermatologist to come in and they say, oh, that's a rare case of blah, blah, uh, tell me, I can use figure one to be able to, I'm assuming with the patient's explicit permission, uh, to be able to share it with other people so they can learn about that rare diagnosis and what it looks like? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what we had in mind when we launched Figure One. Um, so 
being a healthcare professional who sees a lot of interesting cases, I'm, I'm fortunate to say that I've used it for that exact purpose many times. I see something rare or, or either, it's either rare or it's something that's a textbook classic version of something that I want to be able to demonstrate to people. Um, after attending a patient's consent, and figure one actually has a built-in consent form right into the app. I was going to ask you that because otherwise I, I might yeah. have this piece of paper with the consent, but, uh, you know, I, how, how would I be sure that it stayed attached to the image? So we, we, do, we do permit people to use their own consent forms because some hospitals have their own language that they prefer to use, but we also provide a, a consent form that's designed by our healthcare law team in the United States um, so that it, uh, it complies with all the necessary regulations. Uh, the the uh, patient um, or the doctor presents it to the patient, and the patient can sign it with their finger right on the phone, and um, and the consent is provided that way. Uh, after that, the doctor can take a picture of the uh, of the condition, whatever it is, and following that, they have the option to remove any uh, potentially identifying details using the tool in the app. And in fact, they must do that because no patient health uh, information, no privacy uh, data is permitted on figure one whatsoever. So each image that, that's on there, that's out there, that's available for people to see, doesn't contain any private information. Uh, none of the images can be identified to any patient. And that's, that's one of our goals, to make sure that we do this as safely as possible. Um, and so um, do you have little black lines that I can use to put over someone's eyes or... Somebody's very yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's, a, there's a couple of tools. Um, the, the very first layer is uh, we use uh, a pretty technical face blocking software that uh, detects faces and will put a, uh, a box over the person's face. In fact, uh, at Figure One, we don't consider the, the eye bar sufficient. We go further than that um, and insist that any identifying feature, um, like the face, uh, has to be excluded, and so do things like tattoos, names, and numbers. So, um, all of these things are uh, are taught to us. Like we learn how to do this by consulting uh, extensively with various healthcare locking, and obviously it's it's informed by HIPAA and the Canadian and other international versions of the same type of regulation. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you've sure. been actually using this in your in your practice. Uh, tell me how how do the patients feel when you approach them and say, "Hey, you know, I want to take a picture of your rash or your scar, whatever what, you know, whatever whatever it is that you want to take a picture of." It are they are they leery? Are they are they a little are they a little frightened? They ask questions, or do they just slip into, you know, kind of I'm, I'm the patient, you're the doctor, so I'm going to say okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do make sure to enter the conversation by letting people know that they can absolutely refuse, and this is totally on their own terms. Respecting patients' autonomy, as you know, is the most important principle of practicing medicine So doing that, uh, I approach patients very cautiously, and I do it away from any other decision-making, lest they think that these decisions are somehow associated with the care that I would ever provide. Okay, so it's not, um, I won't give you your next dose of pain pills if you don't sign this consent form. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, we laugh, but that's actually a really awful right. thing to say. Right, right. So um, when we enter that discussion, I, in fact, I, I have not had a patient who has declined. Um, 
and given the context of sharing the information with other healthcare professionals so they can better learn about these conditions and in order to help other patients. Most people are even excited to be able to participate. So that's been my personal experience. Um, and I, I've been very happy to, to offer the opportunity to do this to some patients. And so how many of these photos do you have now um, that are, I'm assuming you saved them in a database somewhere so that they can be shared with other people? Is that, is that correct? And if so, how many, how many photos do you have? And do you have links to medical schools or academic institutions? I mean, how are you um, being sure that these photos that you take are actually being used to further uh, physicians' knowledge? Well, um, we, we do keep them. We have a database, and that database is the actual app. If you were to download figure one and you were to search through, the, the moment after you log in, you are already amidst all the most recent uploads and all the photos. So um, what the experience of uh, surfing through figure one and seeing what's there, that the experience is surfing through our database and looking through all the images that we've made freely available to every healthcare professional. So um, there's, it's not behind any paywall. Uh, there's no um, uh, there's, there's no tricks to it. You can just uh, sign up and, and get right get right into it. Um, and uh, any, any links any links to um, medical schools or training programs? Well, we we, we, we have explored um, meeting and talking with some other some programs uh, from some universities and people are enthusiastic to be able to download it. And you, you don't have to be a member of any particular group uh, to download it. But we have been in touch with lots of different medical schools across the U.S. Um, because uh, at this point, over 10% of the, of the medical school student population in the U.S. is using the Google. So uh, oh, we can Wow, that's, that's great. And uh, before I, I'm going to get into some of your, your um, financial aspects in just a minute, but uh, I want to ask you first, can anybody could log on. So patients could log on. If, if you know, There's so much do-it-yourself healthcare going on now. Is this something that a patient would find or a consumer would find easy to maneuver? Well, um, well, well, it's free and easy to download and easy to create in the channel. We invite people to, uh, to tell us who they are and, and um, so you can sign up as a physician, you can sign up as a nurse or as a, a pharmacist or a physiotherapist or any other healthcare professional. You can also sign up as an, as an interested third party, um, such as someone who's a, an administrator or a journalist or somebody who works in policy or just a, a person who's medically minded and wants to learn more. Um, those, those people are, are uh, a minor, um, part of our population of users, um, but they're certainly welcome to, to view it. I mean, there's, there's no reason why we can't be transparent about the work that healthcare professionals do. And I, I think there is something to be said for being able to see uh, inside what, what, uh, what goes on, you know, in the practice of medicine. So uh, we, we, I, I, I couldn't say that people uh, could use it to learn about their own health. Um, I don't think there's really anything um, that a user would, would gain uh, that way. Uh, and all the images are screened before they're uploaded so that only the images that are taken in a clinical context by healthcare professionals are permitted to join the library. Oh, okay, no, no spam or porn. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and no selfies and absolutely no porn. Oh, no selfies too. Yeah. And and can people download them if um, you know if I was writing about something and I needed an, an image for whatever condition, can I uh, can I go over to your site and download it and then upload it into into my um, into my article? Well, um, we we have um, used some of the images to. Um, We've used some of the images in some medical education uh, context. We, we don't currently have a portal that lets people download the images. And part of that is protecting the users who have uploaded the images because they've done it for a very particular reason, and that's to share with the healthcare community and not for people to use it for their own personal benefit. Now, okay. you know, it's certainly possible that people want to get those images out, and there's lots of other ways for people to market their own images. Um, on, on other websites. So this is more just for sharing and for learning, uh, and so that we focus more on that. Okay, great. So before we, I want, I want to ask you a little bit about your, your business, but before we do that, I see that we have a guest. If the guest could let us know if they, uh, if they have a question, that would be great. Um, and um, sing to us, and then we'll keep on uh, chatting, and uh, in after a few minutes, we'll, we'll take any questions that the guest might have. Um, so, so Josh, this is free. Um, how do you make money? <laughs> well, we, we haven't settled on how, um, how or when we're going to do that just yet. Um, all of our resources right now are pretty much focused on building our product and making sure that the community of users who are with us um, enjoy the product and want to use it more. So um, we, we haven't really settled on how what the uh, revenue model will be uh, or when we'll even want to do that at this point. But but you do have you have formed a company, right? You have a, an, an infrastructure of a company. Yeah, um, we've been backed by um, some investors uh, who are um, some of whom are professional investors, and some are uh, angels in the uh, in the medical healthcare community, and some are even some of the um, other doctors, some more senior physicians who uh, who have seen what we've done and want to support our initiatives. So. Um, We've got a number of people who have been very patient about uh, insisting, actually, that we uh, focus more on growing this and making sure that people have a good experience when they use figure one. Well, that's great. So you're really, you're really lucky that you have supportive investors and, and, and not the kind of investors that we hear about sometimes that want to um, get you to revenue so they can recoup their investment. So you're, you're really yeah. uh, lucky with that respect. So we're, um, we're sort of close to the end of our time together, um, but I wanted to spend just a few minutes uh, before we close out asking you um, what's next for you and for Figure One? Is it just continuing to hone this very interesting and useful product, or do you have some new ideas and, and, and new ventures um, that you're um, thinking about moving to? Okay, well, I think I'm going to stay working on figure one for a little while longer. I, I don't have any other plans to, to go do anything else. But it seems to be pretty busy between this and my clinical practice. But uh, figure one has a lot of uh, interesting uh, features that we're going to be starting to introduce uh, shortly. And, in fact, uh, over the next few months, um, I hope that you'll see um, some of the really exciting things that we've got going. People are going to be able to really dive in deeper to uh, each other's profiles and be able to connect with each other in more meaningful ways than they already do. Um, often people will ask each other questions on the app uh, and they'll get into conversations about some of the minutiae of some of the more subtle pieces 
of these medical puzzles and what uh, and some of the features that we're starting to develop are things that allow people to really get down in there and, and share uh, their experiences, but also share other content that they that they are going to find really useful for others to see. Well, that's that's great. So you're you're kind of moving into the into the uh, social realm, and um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the uh, kind of LinkedIn for doctors called Doximity. Uh, I I am. In fact, um, we've we've done a lot of um, uh, cross promotion with it, and they've been. Uh, they've been a really great uh, partner for, for several things. In fact, we were one of their uh, first partners to use their identification program or their verification program. So when physicians uh, will join Figure One, they're invited to verify themselves using Doximity's network. So they can, they can prove to other people who are on the app that, yes, you are indeed a physician practicing and seeing real patients. And this isn't somebody just pretending to be a doctor. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. And the other company that I wanted to ask you about, uh, I'm trying to think if there's a, a, a linkage, would be a company called CrowdMed. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're, they're actually crowdsourcing difficult diagnoses. And, um, it, and I'm not sure if there would be some, some way that a link with you guys would help that process. These are retired physicians, uh, other physicians, and even non-physicians who sign up on the site and become, in quotes, medical detectives trying to solve what are really, really complicated um, clinical conditions that have kind of been you know, stymied in the traditional um, medical system. Yeah, I, I've heard of CrowdMed, and they're, um, I think the service that they provide is really amazing. Um, I follow their progress as well, and I, I do wonder if there's somehow that the crowdsource uh, medical image library and the crowdsource um, uh, medical detectives might somehow find a way to connect with each other. But uh, there's lots of time in the future for us to, to continue to grow, maybe even grow together one day. Yeah, well, it's pretty exciting. Well, this is, uh, Josh, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us from uh, Toronto. And I love what you're doing, and I wish you the best. And um, I'm going to follow your company with, um, with a lot of interest. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me.